Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. Um, in this podcast I'm going to do a little bit of uh, experimentation. I'm going to put a little bit of multimedia in this, in so much as, well it's not multimedia is it, it's audio. I mean let's face it, there's no point bringing video in. Um, so I'm going to put a little bit of music um, and bits and bobs in this and see if we can liven it up a little. I've listened to my other podcasts and they're a little bit um, dull. So, without further ado, let's continue with today's episode. In this episode, I'd like to talk about the Commodore Amiga and how I happened to come across it and uh, and why I still use it, my goodness, 30 years later. So, without further ado, let's get on. <laughs> personal computer that gives you a creative edge. I saw the game Defender of the Crown in in a Commodore magazine. I think it was. It might have been Commodore user. I do have the magazine kicking about in the house. I did happen to buy it on eBay by accident almost. Um, I saw the cover of this magazine. I thought, oh, I remember that. I purchased the magazine. This is two or three years ago. And idly flicking through the covers, I discovered it was, in fact, the magazine that I purchased back in 1987. Um, having said that, I've put it in my pile of magazines and other stuff, and it's disappeared in the void of the void of time that is my house. God only knows where it is, but it's kicking about somewhere. Anyway, this would have been probably Christmas time, 19... Goodness, it must. It would probably. It would have been the January issue, 1987, I would think, there or thereabouts. Uh, and I remember looking at this magazine with my brother-in-law, um, who was an Atari guy. He he was uh, older than me. He had an, an Atari 800XL, and we used to play that occasionally when he came up at Christmas. Um, anyway, we were looking through this magazine, Commodore user or whatever it was. And uh, as I had a C64 at the time, and um, lo and behold, in the in my memory, the middle pages, the centerfold, as it were, of this magazine, there was a spread on Defender of the Crown on the new Commodore Amiga 1000. Didn't know what an Amiga was. I I read bits about it, but wasn't really sure. I knew it was a new computer that Commodore had made. So so in my mind, it was the logical next step from the Commodore 64 without knowing really what it was. So anyway, the um, the game defended the crown. He had a, the spread with the guy with the catapult knocking down the castle wall. It had the horses doing the joust on the next page. And I think there was the, the picture of the uh, 
before the jousting tournament where the horses it's a plan view and there's a farmer's cart in the background and the two horses go around the other side of the the jousting barrier um and then there was lots of text about this thing <clears throat> and um looking at the pictures i deemed it to be almost film-like and i distinctly remember saying it was like watching a film or looking at a film in my mind um compared to the commodore 64 and the zx spectrum i would imagine it probably was like looking at a film in those days anyway lo and behold uh, a year later i saw another advert and it was um a preview or a um whatever it was um something like that in what in another magazine probably zap 64 and they were talking about the new amiga 500 if you imagined having a home computer would be glum you'll be glad to see the commodore amiga 500 which does arcade quality games you can compose a symphony or you can plan a new garden the amiga 500 could make all the difference to a child's education so don't imagine having a home computer would be glum because happily you can buy a commodore amiga 500 for details call 01873 you'll be glad you did that had been released in america and was coming to the uk um imminently and the price of this machine was i think 499.99 or there or thereabouts and there was some rumored talk of commodore including a modulator so you could plug it into the tv as it didn't come with one as standard um presumably you're expected to plug it into a monitor although i didn't have a monitor at that time i had a 14 inch ferguson tv i think color tv anyway um so that was that uh on one of my regular routes probably to college um we would go to this was barnsley and in the barnsley center peel square i think it was there was a little micro shop that sold 64 games spectrum games amstrad and what have you and it had a very small section on the top shelf for the atari st and next to that there was an even smaller section for the commodore amiga but in the window on this particular day that i walked past which would have been a tuesday because that's the day i was at college um, it had in there a white box with a cut-out star. You know the ones that kids do when they've done well? You cut out the star on a piece of coloured card. You know, first place, second place, all that sort of thing. And it said, new, 399.99. Uh, and I went in and asked about this and said... Uh, the Amiga in the window, is it 399.99? They said, yes, it is. They also said it was the only one they had. Um, it was the first one they had, and it was a display model. Or perhaps they had two, and one had sold. But anyway, it was the last one, and it was the one in the window, display model. Uh, it came with a modulator, and it came with a bundle of about six six games on three and a half inch disc um that was it mouse and all the regular stuff power pack 
Anyway, it was it had been newly reduced to three nine nine ninety nine. Now this was before Commodore UK, uh, Mr. David Pleasance, instigated the Batman packs and all any other pack that you want to think of. This was the year before any of the packs were made. So this must have been just before, or just as the announcement uh, from Commodore, as Commodore issued the statement of they were dropping the price from 499 to 399.99. Well, this was before that. I don't know how they did it. I don't know why they did it, but they did. And this shop was called Microfun. It was in, in Barnsley on Peel Square. Very small shop. Uh, above it was a hairdresser. So you used to get girls walking through to have their perms and sets and all that sort of thing. Um, I distinctly remember the shop. It was narrow. You open the door. The door was in the middle. There was a window at the left, a window at the right. You open the door in the middle, a glass door. The counter was on the right, and it was the full length of the shop. It was a small shop. On the left, there were um, the very narrow lean-to shelves, like you get in newsagents where they put the magazines on. And this had all the games, and they were stacked up. So you had the budget games at the bottom. You had the, obviously, the mid-price games at the middle, and the deals and the specials. And on the top, there were the big box games, the box from, boxes from uh, US Gold. that had things like um, whatever it was, Apollo 11, Apollo 13, whatever it was. Um, all the uh, I can't remember the names of that. Chuck Yeager was one of them. Um, on various things but all the big box stuff was at the top and I used to like looking at the top shelf um, primarily because I could never afford any of the games that were on there they were all sort of 20 pounds the most I ever spent on a game was 9.99 uh, and generally 1.99 if I was flush it would be 2.99 anyway so anyway armed with this information I went back home I just started college and this was this would have been the January of 1988. I went back home. Um, I just started a job in January 1988, my first job. Uh, I'd been for the interview in December. Start on my, on start on uh, start in January on the following um, work day. Back at work, whatever that was. Um, so anyway, I went home, informed mum that I needed a new computer and I would have to buy one and I will have to save up. Uh, and it was £399.99p. Uh, now, my wage at the time was £28.50. So she deduced it would take me uh, more or less the rest of my entire life to purchase one, which uh, was fair, I thought. Very fair. So uh, she said, all right, I'll try and help you buy this computer. So she, unbeknownst to me, had a quiet word with my brother, one of my brothers, uh, and he went to the bank and borrowed £399.99p. We had to go and sit in front of the bank manager. Uh, and he was given the cheque, which he gave to me. And I promptly went down to microphone, handed the cheque over, and they said, I don't know why they said this, but they said, we'll deliver the computer on Monday. So this must have been a Friday or a Saturday. No, Friday if we'd been to the bank. Um, and I never questioned that. I don't know why. Why we didn't get it there and then, I don't know. But anyway, they said we'll deliver it on Monday. And I went to work. When I came home the Monday, I remember walking into the house, Mum's house. Um, we walked in through the kitchen, 
and to the left there was a little dining room and the dining room on the chair next to the dining room table was a white Commodore Amiga box it said Amiga 500 with a picture of the Amiga in white on the front of the cardboard box the box wouldn't close it was partially open not because anyone had opened it but that's how it had been delivered because it was full of I think it had had a joystick I think it did it had I think it had a joystick it had five or six games might have had a magazine with it I'm not sure um, and that was it power pack mouse modulator all the rest of it it was all fairly neatly packaged away they packaged it up carefully ish um, and there we go I unwrapped it sat it on the kitchen table plugged it all in plugged it into the TV and um, that was it uh, the first game I put on was probably Backlash I think and it was awful it's a sort of a battle zone game but anyway that's my story of how I got the Amiga and it was an Amiga it was 1.2 ROM it was a 1987 machine I don't remember the serial number um, it had 512k it wasn't upgraded um, yeah that was it the workbench discs were green and blue I think 1.2 and it had basic Microsoft basic but that was it that was my my um, my first introduction to the Commodore Amiga no one I knew at that time had one I was the first to get one so I was very lucky uh, more lucky than I think or realized at the time because it was a lot of money a, a lot of money you could buy you could buy a C64 new for about 130 pounds in those days as that Spectrum Plus 2 was about 100 quid, 120 pounds or something. Um, second hand, they were about 30 pounds. So 399 was a lot of money. Uh, a girl I knew, Gainer, she had a, an, an Atari ST that her dad had bought her. And he'd bought her that, that Christmas as I got the bigger in January. Uh, it might have been the second week in January, I don't remember now that I got the Amiga. But she got the ST at Christmas, and it was a 520 STFM, uh, with a built-in floppy on the side. <clears throat> I remember that. I remember going over to her house a couple of times, and she tell me how good it was, and it was so much better than the Amiga. Um, I obviously informed her it wasn't, but I'm not sure she believed me. But we used to come over, or she used to come over, and we'd watch, we'd watch Red Dwarf on, was it a Thursday night? don't remember now. But happy, happy days, carefree days. In those days, I was, whatever I was, 18 at the time or something. Um, so, yeah, great days. But the Amiga was something to aspire to, and something that I really wanted, and it was, I was blown away by it. Um, even more so by the fact that I could buy games for it, um, that were universally garbage. I can honestly say that out of all the games I actually bought new, I never managed to buy one that was any good. Which did disillusion me quite a lot. However, the saving grace was every Sunday there was a car boot and there was a guy on this car boot, which is a, a market in a field, and this guy would sell pirate copies of Amiga games and they were a pound a disc. So I used to try and buy, if I went, I didn't go every Sunday, but occasionally I'd go, and I'd come back with five or ten discs. And that's how I got Another World, Flashback, 
um, IK Plus, various other things. Uh, and that opened my eyes. Uh, Prince of Persia, um, Lost Patrol, and, and lots of others. A lot of the classics I got like that, rather than buying from the shop. Because the shop either didn't have them, or they were too expensive for my meagre wealth at that time. So anyway, that was my introduction to the Amiga, and it was uh, pretty fantastic, I have to say. What wonderful, wonderful days they were. I do miss those days. Uh, I still find it hard to believe that Commodore's still not around, but there we go. Maybe one day they'll come back. Uh, maybe not. Anyway, that's it from me. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. I will try and endeavour to get perhaps one or two other people on, on the show to cast their opinions and and not listen to just me rambling away. Anyway, thank you very much. I shall see you in the next episode. Take care and goodbye from me.